you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Ram Trucks live here in New York City, Friday, March 3rd. I'm Jamie Erdahl. It has been a joyous week with, of course, the usual Jason McCourty to my left. His twin brother, Devin McCourty, has been here all week long. Ryan Leaf on the back half of the week. This has been a blast. It's been a blast because you guys have brought great perspective. Go ahead. It's time for the... Oh, with the shimmy in the arms this time. Uh, Lucas Oil Stadium, the site... For the NFL 2023 Scouting Combine, uh, defensive linemen and linebackers performed yesterday, and there's a list of guys that we are going to hype up um, that fulfilled their destiny, if you will, or at least the first step to it, to being drafted uh, to the NFL at the end of April. Coverage continues today, of course, with defensive backs at 3 p.m. on NFL Network and NFL Plus. Peter Schrager and Tom Pelissero have been holding us down all week from Indianapolis, now entering day two of drills. What do you want to tee up on today, guys? We're going to talk about last night because it was awesome what happened here, but today is a very pivotal day in the Combine experience. Tom, take us through, besides the drills, what Friday means in the new Combine schedule. So the quarterbacks receivers, they're going to be out on the field on Saturday. Today, they go in front of the media. So we'll hear for the first time from Bryce Young, from Will Levis, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson is one of the great curiosities in this entire process here. You also obviously have a point where there's not the formal interviews that are going on anymore, which is a great relief to the coaches and scouts who inevitably complain that they're stuck in those interviews yes. until 1130 at night, kind of push them behind for dinner and whatever else you might be yeah. getting into around the city here. And then on the field, we've got the defensive backs doing their drills, and it's an opportunity for those guys to come out and showcase themselves. Let me explain what the formals are. So last night until 1130 p.m., play Players were interviewing with teams, and the coaches are committed to be interviewing with those players. And as much as that's an amazing opportunity for them to gather info, Friday's a chance for them to really get out of that and be in the stadium and make the rounds and see the players firsthand. And some of the players we're going to see tonight, some of them were not. Who do you got? Devin Witherspoon from Illinois, who a lot of people think is the top cornerback in this draft, I'm told, not going to participate in drills today. He actually went in, you have your medical, right? Every player does it the day before you get out on the field. Well, he ended up getting flagged for a hamstring issue. He underwent an MRI. I'm told it is a minor thing, but just no point taking chances. So Devin Witherspoon not going to be on the field. That raises more opportunities, of course, for the guys who are going to be out on the field. Can a guy like Cam Smith from South Carolina, who is a great cover man, he is super-duper confident. What can he potentially do out here on the field? Obviously, you've got Christian Gonzalez from Oregon as well. His sisters are the uh, Colombian national track stars. One of them is married to David David Blau. He is an athlete. He's played a lot of football at a couple of different schools. I talked to him yesterday. Very nice kid, and he wants to put on a show out here. Kickers tonight. 
punters That's tonight, right. and then we get our safeties and our corners. And when I talk safeties and corners, there are no two men I think of more than Jason and Devin McCourty. Jamie, we're going to toss it back to you because that's tonight, but last night, if you're clicking in right now, there was a show on this field, and I think you guys are about to start talking about it. We are. We are. Before we get to the defensive backs, guys, we appreciate you so much. The twins out there in Indianapolis, the Noble Twins. <laughs> we're going to focus on what we saw yesterday. Peter just talked about that because we'll get to the DBs because we have to with the mm -hmm. McCourty twins sitting here, and you have to talk about some DBs who you probably wouldn't have wanted to face if you were quarterback in the league. So, But let's look at yesterday. There was some explosive action from defensive linemen, linebackers, guys who you can tell the work has paid off coming into day one yeah. on drills at the Combine. Who stood out to you, Jay? Oh, my goodness. I think what you love about the big guys is when you see big guys running <laughs> and running fast, jumping high, jumping far in a broad jump, you go to Pittsburgh's Kalijah Kansi, and this guy was rolling in his 40-yard dash, the fastest defensive tackle since 2003 in the draft. And he's out there. He's rolling. And I think what was more impressive than the kind of finished 40 was his 1.64 10-yard dash. And for everybody watching, like, all right, wow, he ran a fast 10 yards. But he's a defensive lineman. There's not many times he's going to be running 40 yards down the field. But those first 10 yards is that get-off. And as you see on there, after yesterday's performance, everybody was putting his measurables and everything up against Aaron Donald, the other former Pitt Panther. And not to say, hey, he's going to grow up and be the same kind of guy and have the same career, but who knows? Has exact same measurables. A lot of the things could possibly transfer. And for this guy, he celebrated his birthday this week on the first, turning 22, and then goes out there yesterday and puts on that type of performance. Was very fun to watch, and that's what you want to do. You go out there and eyeballs are drawn to you, and now everybody's talking to you whenever you can make history and uh, when you look back on the draft and you're putting yourself first in 20 years that's a huge deal so to Canty one of his uh, coaches Taekwon Underwood I went to college with I asked him I'm like what about this kid is he special hard worker he was like the words I would describe him down to earth hard worker and very coachable. He said he's a no-nonsense guy and he gets it done on the field. So it's going to be fun to watch his trajectory as we get ready for the draft. Yeah, man, he's one of those players that when you kind of break it down, you say God had his cup, and when they said athleticism, he just emptied, emptied the cup. Kept emptied the bag. Kept going. And another guy I'm sure Jamie knows, SEC, Nolan Smith. Beast. He went out there, 4 3 9 40. 41 and a half vertical jump, 10.8 broad jump. You're like, oh, those are numbers faster than Saquon Barkley. <laughs> jumped higher than DK Metcalf mm. and, uh, and jumped further than Von Miller. This guy went out there this past season, got a season-ending injury, Taurus Peck, and for a guy like that who had a great 2021 to come not have the season you want in 22, but now to come to the Combine. And that's what the Combine's about. All these teams are going to go watch you on film. They want to come and see, what do you look like? What are your attributes? He went out there and said, I'm shining. I'm a diamond. Come get me. If you thought about drafting me, draft me. I'm that diamond. You went through, you searched through the dirt, and now you wiped it off a little bit. He was like, man, mm -hmm. this thing's shining. Mm -hmm. And Nolan Smith went out there yesterday, and he shined. I love when you hear these stories. Doesn't mean he's going to be the greatest football player. Like, I don't know that. But I know he went out there, dominated the combine, participated, competed at a high level. Uh, and he's what we call an athlete. Absolutely. One of the cool stories from the coverage yesterday was Nolan Smith finishes his 40 and gets immediately on the phone with his trainers because he's livid that he finished above 4-4. Four, four. <laughs> yeah. I think the unofficial was 4-4-4. Four, four, four. Uh -huh. He yeah. throws his phone. He's all angry. 
Stacey Dells goes up to him. He's like, I, I felt like I was running at 85%. Then mm-hmm. it comes in official 439, and it like brightened his entire now day. He, now like, he was running 100%. He, exactly. He's like, okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, was right. I, was right. Right. I was right. I was right all along. Or maybe like, he said an, that was 85%. That's an incredible <laughs> story. It is. What Georgia and Kirby Smart have been able to do, yes. what we saw in the draft a year ago, with their defensive players, and now what we're going to see once again, and he continues to do it. This is not where it stops. It's just going to continue year after year. Georgia's the new staple, Mm -hmm. and they're the producers for NFL defensive players with Kirby Smart, and everybody's funneling that way. He's just put up a border wall around the state of Georgia. (laughs) You are great in the state of Georgia. You're not getting out to go anywhere else in this country. That makes them really good. I'm going to go a little bit further west to Oklahoma. Jalen Redmond yesterday, defensive tackle. Not much maligned, had a a blood clot problem at Oklahoma, didn't play in 2020 because of the COVID protocols and things like that. Has bounced back. Yesterday was unbelievably impressive. Six foot three almost, almost 300 pounds. Only 19 starts, but he had the second fastest 40 time at 481. He had the highest vertical jump at 34 and a half. Okay, mine was 36. (laughs) This dude goes 34 and a half at 293 pounds. Wow. And he had the top broad jump at 9 feet 8 inches. I mean, he had a special day. For a guy that isn't on a lot of people's radar, he steps up, just like Devin says, and and you have an opportunity to present yourself. Doesn't mean you're going to go on and play somewhere. My comp for him is Greg Gaines. The defensive tackle opposite of Aaron Donald in Los Angeles, who's given Aaron Donald a ton of opportunities to get one-on-one matchups. This is the guy you can do that with. You put him in the defensive line where he can eat up some other things, allow maybe your three technique to do some real damage in a 4-3, or your edge rushers to get off on the outside. So look for him maybe in the second, third day. But what he did yesterday really solidified himself for an opportunity in the draft. You guys know this. It's just really amazing to watch the relief from these guys um, when they've put in all the work and they've faced different adversities all along. And to put the product on the field, not only is it a relief, I think, for the guys that have been scouting them, but also for the young men themselves having put in the work. Brian Brzee was a young man that I watched yesterday. His story, I think, resonated with a lot of people at Clemson over the last couple years. His sister, Ella, was sick. She passed away last September from a brain tumor. He's got another sister who plays high-end college basketball, 1,000-point scorer in college, runs a 4.86 as a D-tackle coming out of Clemson. Has a very good previous relationship with Mike Tomlin with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tomlin visited Clemson in uh, this 2020 season. There had been some doubts in terms of uh, Brzee had torn his ACL in September of 21, missed the final eight games for Clemson that year. But the fact that he came out looking like this and worked his way into a position to really rise to the top within this position group and his size, Daniel Jeremiah, when he ran that 48640, he, he simply said that was outstanding for his size, which if DJ, DJ's saying that and you're on his list, you've just cemented yourself. No doubt about it. Peter, who do you have? You were eyes on the prize just in the flesh yesterday. So what did you like yesterday? What did you see? It was really cool working the broadcast last night because one by one, you'd not only get the player's story, which you're telling beautifully, Jamie, then you'd get them on the field and performing, and then we were actually interviewing the players afterwards. So to see Brzee and then to see Nolan Smith get a chance to speak with Stacey Dales on the field after their performance was really special stuff, seeing their dreams realized quite a bit. There's a player that I had gotten a little buzz on before the combine drills, but then blew him out of the water to the point where he might have worked his way into a first-round selection. His name is Addy Tamwa. Adibare, and he's out of Northwestern, and he's a pass rusher, and came into the combine after having a fantastic senior bowl week, where people were like, who is this guy? Guys, weighs 280 pounds, ran a 4.540. 
at 280 pounds. And then they did the official, and it's like, no, 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 it's actually a 449. It's actually better than that. All right, forget the 40. How about the weight at 282 and then jumps 37 and a half inches at the vertical at the combine? Wonderful interview, wonderful young man. How about this? Grew up in Kansas City. Loves Kansas, loves football, grows up falling in love with football. His younger brother plays at Oklahoma, five-star guy, the whole thing. Kansas City guy says his goal when he got to the Senior Bowl is that he wants to be a first-round pick in Kansas City come April. And that was not a reality going into the Senior Bowl. Two amazing performances. Senior Bowl all week, combine interviews all week, and then he'll do his pro day, he'll do the visits, and we'll see how it goes. But this is a guy who is viewed as maybe a day two, third, fourth-round guy, maybe a little earlier, late second. Maybe he worked his way into the first-round selection. That's the beauty of the combine. You come in, you get to meet the teams, then you get to meet your dreams when you go out there and you perform like he did. Here's the thing. Here's a crazy scenario, Peter. What if he just happens to fall past the first round and he doesn't get drafted in the first round in Kansas City, yet he goes to the Chiefs? So the Chiefs get him, and then it's just like, I'm sure he would wear that jersey proudly if he was able to go to Kansas City. I know you'd like it too, Peter. That would work. We'll take it. That's a good story. I like work. the stories, Jamie. It's awesome. And we're waiting for you here. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm on my way after the show uh, to the 2023 NFL Scouting Combine presented by Noble. Peter knows where it's at. Uh, D linemen and linebackers, they went yesterday. Today, 3 p.m. Eastern, it's the defensive backs. We heard from the D backs yesterday, which means today we're going to hear from quarterbacks, wide receivers, and tight ends because they will be on the field tomorrow. Sunday, offensive linemen and the running backs. It's the 2023 Combine. It'll continue today exclusively right here on NFL Network, and you can catch it on NFL Plus if you're on the move. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good morning, football. Welcome back to Good Morning Football. I'm Peter Schrager. I'm live here in Indianapolis. And behind me is where the defensive linemen and defensive end and linebackers worked out last night. We've got three more days, though, of workouts. And as this is our last Good Morning Football show heading into the weekend, I wanted to give you five players and five things to know as you head into the next three days. And number five, I want to talk about a receiver named Tyler Scott out of Cincinnati. We know what Sauce Gardner and Kobe Bryant did out of Cincinnati last year as rookies. We know what Desmond Ritter did at the end of the season for Atlanta. I think Tyler Scott is going to put on a show in the 40. Guys, I have it told that at Cincinnati, he was once clocked running a 4-2-8 40-yard dash. He has been training for this 40. He was the deep threat at Cincinnati. 14 career touchdown receptions. Every single one of them was for 20 yards or more. I don't know if he's the greatest route runner. I don't know about his hands. I can't tell you about his footwork. I know this. He's fast. He's going to light it up in the 40. That is going to be Saturday. Keep an eye on that. Tyler Scott, wide receiver, Cincinnati. Number four, the tight ends group is going to blow us away. Every year, there's one or two tight ends that we talk about, and we say that this is the guy, and keep an eye on him. He might be a first-rounder. There's a chance we have three or four first-round tight ends in this draft class. Dalton Kincaid is the big name. He's not going to work out, so I want to focus on Notre Dame's Michael Mayer. Michael Mayer was a 2022 All-American and a guy who put on a lot of 
weight during the season and was able to block, but also does things fluid like a, like a wide receiver. You look at that 87, it's hard not to think of the other 87s before him. Gronk, Kelsey, whoever. But he's a big boy. He can move. He is a superb athlete out of Notre Dame, and he is going to put on a show, I believe, at the Combine. There's also Darnell Washington. Darnell Washington averaged 18 yards a catch during his career at Georgia. Remember, Georgia has all these offensive players. The more celebrated tight end isn't even in this draft, but Darnell Washington's the kind of guy that can come to the Combine and say, here's what I can do and break things open. You look at the different tight ends in the league right now and how they are changing the game. You've got to block, but you've also got to be a vertical deep threat, and you've got to be able to do things over the middle. This is the guy who can do it, Darnell Washington. Also, Luke Musgrave's a name I wanted to shout out. Oregon State. He's the nephew of longtime NFL coach Bill Musgrave, who's been coaching forever. But between these four names, I think all four of these guys have a chance to go in the first round, especially if there's a run on them early. And I believe that three of the four, Mayer, Washington, Musgrave, all working out, could put on a performance this weekend. Number three is tonight's big star for me. I want to see Christian Gonzalez. Christian Gonzalez is not the most celebrated name when it comes to the defensive backs group. We've heard about Devin Weatherspoon for the last several months. However, Gonzalez is rising up draft. Sports. Whatever that means, it means that teams are talking about him more and more. He had 30 starts in three seasons. He started at Colorado, but for last season, he transferred to Oregon. His cornerbacks coach at Colorado was hired by Oregon. He took him with him. Gonzalez followed, and he comes from a superbly athletic family. His sister competed as an Olympic hurdler for Columbia. He's got two sisters who were both superstar track athletes. His father played college basketball at UTEP and played in a semi-pro league. Chris Gonzalez. He's got the build that's a little different than Weatherspoon. He's taller. He's a superb athlete. Again, started Colorado, transferred to Oregon, had an outstanding season, and I believe he's going to tear up tonight. Number two is the guy that I've been talking about for about a week now, and everyone is talking about here at Indianapolis, and I'm excited for Jamie Ertle to be on the field to interview him. I want to see Anthony Richardson. I want to see what he does, because whereas other players are not going to do all the drills, they're not going to... Anthony Richardson came out and said, I want to do everything. Let me run the 40. Let me jump. Let me throw the passing drills. I will put it all on display. Different kind of story than a Bryce Young or Will Levis. There isn't a ton of tape on Anthony Richardson. He only had 13 total starts in college, but the ceiling is insane. Elite arm strength. He can run the ball. 17 passing touchdowns, nine rushing touchdowns last season alone. He had an 80-yard run against LSU. He is a threat that can run. He is a threat that can pass, and he is a leader of men. But he is a redshirt sophomore. He is still raw. And the expectation is that he might put on a huge show on this field behind us on Saturday. And yet my biggest prediction of the weekend, one that I will put my name on, also takes place on Saturday, but long after the drills are done. I think Travis Kelsey is going to be awesome on Saturday Night Live. Travis Kelsey hosts Saturday Night Live on Saturday night. I think it's the most important prediction I will ever make as a sports analyst, and I think he's going to tear it up. Kelsey goes to SNL. He's already been there all week. He's been preparing. He's been performing. I think Kelsey is going to exceed what Derek Jeter did as a host, exceed what Peyton Manning has done, what Eli has done, what J.J. Watt has done. That right there, that is just a, a scratching the surface. There is Kelsey. There's Mother Donna. I am told there might be several special guests. 
We know there is a strong Kansas City celebrity base. We know that there is a strong group of personalities in the Kelsey family and on the Chiefs roster. We'll see who does appear and who does not. But I am excited for Travis Kelsey. It is at 11.30 p.m. Eastern. It is on our broadcast partner, NBC. I am going to stay up no matter how well the quarterbacks do, no matter how well the wide receivers do. I will be racing from this building to make sure I'm at a TV to see Travis Kelsey. And an artist that I'm not familiar with, but Jamie was more excited about, Kelsey Ballerini as the country star will be doing the musical guest. Jamie Erdahl, I throw it back to you. Please respond to my list, but also give me a little 411 on young Kelsey Ballerini and what she's got up her sleeve. <laughs> Peter, I don't want to respond to your list. I want to talk about Kelsey Ballerini. She recently went through a breakup. She put out a seven-song EP in the last two weeks. The songs are fantastic. They're emotional. They hit. And now she's living her best life, okay, because she's post-breakup. She's got her house in L.A. She's got her house in Tennessee. Kelsey Ballerini, she is going to be a star. And she had a TikTok yesterday with Travis Kelsey. They came out of their dressing rooms, and they were like, yeah, you want to do this? And I was like, let's go. It got me all fired up, Peter. I'm, You know, we should watch it tomorrow together. I'm going to be in Indianapolis, all right? So I'm going to hold you to that that you're going to sprint from the workout to watch Saturday Night Live. Give us our bio. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Peter, thank you. Let's just kind of skip over five through two on Peter's list and go uh, Travis Kelsey because I am fired up to see him tomorrow. So so excited to see Travis Kelsey. Uh, me and Dev were hanging out in the city after the show yesterday, and there's somebody that pulls up in an SUV, and somebody jumps out the window, and they're like, yo, fellas, it's Travis Kelsey. <laughs> And we're sitting there on the streets in New York City, sitting there talking to the Super Bowl champ, Travis Kelsey. And he said he's been here all week getting ready for Saturday Night Live. He's fired up for it. So excited. He said he's been working, going over all of the stuff. And he said... It is going to be great. So I am so excited to watch him. I want to see a guy go out there and perform and have a good time. And you got to love it. It was those New York City moments where a guy jumps out the car like, yo, and then the other people are like, yo, and it was like, oh, man, what's up? So it was, it was a great time. And it's time. New York City because Travis Kelsey just won a Super Bowl. He's 6'4". Yeah. Nobody, Nobody bothered. Nobody cared. Him. Only Everybody, you two like, knew. AirPods in, just walking but, down the street, could care less. But as we kept walking, the bus driver, uh, one of the buses jumps out. I was like, Jason McCourty. Oh, good morning, football. What's yeah. up, man? And Jay was like so cool. He was and then did he hand like, yes, Travis yes. his phone and was like, can you take a picture of me with Jason? Asked, that's the <laughs> ultimate, like, oh, hey, guy. You're just a guy to me. <laughs> hey, tall guy. Here, take this. You got good angles. <laughs> Gotta it's been it. a really, really great week. I know I keep saying that, but to have the perspective from each of you, where you came from, how high you got, how low you got, it's been, I think, really important. If any of the prospects are watching this week, which yeah. I hope they are, it's been, it's been really awesome to hear all your stories in preparation in terms of their entrance into the NFL. Combines in full swing. Which prospects are we excited to see? You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
we have things that we are looking forward to this weekend, and we are not talking about Travis Kelsey on Saturday Night Live, although you may look forward to that, and that's great for you. We're talking about uh, prospects on the field at the Combine this weekend. Dev, you get to lead us off here. Who are you most looking forward to unfold over the next 70 hours? Well, one of the biggest things I'm looking for, I'm looking for speed. Speed. And I know everyone's been talking about the cool connection, you know, we're womb mates, known each other our whole lives. Mm -hmm. But talking speed at this Combine, you have Tyler Scott and Trey Tucker, mm. two teammates at Cincinnati, the Bearcats. But since they were like nine or 10 years old, they ran track together and they've been friends ever since. So right here, they've talked about, these two guys have both ran 4-2-9-40s. He's been an explosive player, 67 returns in college, two for a touchdown. And these guys can roll. But what I'm looking forward to is they both know they can run fast. They battled at school. But now you get to battle on the biggest stage. You're going to go out there and, yes, you want to beat your teammate. But now they're not even talking about beating their teammate. They're talking about, I want to run the fastest time of anybody at the combine. So this is like the ultimate bragging rights. And you heard Peter earlier today, uh, Scott, 14 touchdowns all 20-plus yard touchdowns, but also five of those 20-plus yards, they went for 50-plus yard touchdowns. I've seen some highlights of this guy. He catches a ball. Looks like two or three guys might close in. He's gone. Uh, so I can't wait to see these two guys compete. I'm sure once one runs, they're going to come back, poke the chest out a little bit and say, yeah, what's up? Let's go. I love the competition, speed. Let's see who wins this track meet between these two guys. We talked about uh, Kirby Smart and what he's done for Georgia. Yeah. What has Luke Fickle done yeah. for Cincinnati? Yes. Amazing. You guys just ranted and raved about Sauce Gardner. Yep. He comes out of Cincinnati. Both these guys have an opportunity. He jumps to Wisconsin. Wisconsin's never really had those burners at wide receiver yeah, yeah. skill <laughs> positions. Maybe that's the difference maker now for uh, Wisconsin and the Big Ten. We'll see. My guy, we're going to go back to Will Levis. The conversation around him being a top ten pick is warranted. I want to see it this weekend, right? Uh, there were times in games a year ago where he looked inaccurate. Uh, he looked uh, disheveled at times. He's a big physical man who can throw the ball with a flick of his wrist, and I want to see that in front of all the scouts on the biggest stage that the NFL has to offer for young draft-eligible players right now. I think he has it in him. I think that this is perfectly set up for somebody who has that elite arm talent. But I do want people to understand that this is a guy you cannot afford to miss on, right? You, you, you can't pass him up because he can be a difference maker for you at the NFL level. It just really depends on where he goes, right? Is this a guy that somebody maybe around the 20 spot, they move up to maybe eight or something to get, to get in a position to take somebody like him mm. because he can be a difference maker? I want to see that from him on Saturday throwing the football. He's already done a, a heck of a job talking with coaches from what I hear. What does he sound like when he steps in front of the media? I think he's media savvy. Mm -hmm. I want to see it on the field on Saturday. Do you think for him, wherever he goes, does he need to sit behind somebody? Or do you think he's a guy, you put him in the right system, he can come in and play right away for a team? If it's a team that moves up, that means you have some stability, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I think he can probably step in. But the blueprint with what Andy Reid did. Everybody was talking about Patrick Mahomes as a guy that is a possibility, right? But no one saw him as to do what he was about to do, yeah. right? And then he went and sat behind Alex Smith mm -hmm. for an entire year. No one else but Andy Reid could have done that. So it would take that type of bravado and understanding that this is what it takes because this guy can be a unique individual. You look back at times where quarterbacks have sat. 
uh, Carson Palmer in Cincinnati mm-hmm. went on to have a very successful mm-hmm. career, especially yep. going to the Bengals. So, yeah, I would like to see that, but I also think he's got some Kenny Pickett in him, where if he gets forced to play midseason, they'll find a way to navigate it yep. and get mm-hmm. into a place where he can be pretty darn decent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And quarterbacks getting in, one of the keys for them to have early success if they get in there is to have some big guys in front of them that can protect them and block for them. So, everybody, Dev, you're looking at the speed. Ryan, of course, is looking at the quarterbacks. I want to see the big guys. They need some love too. I want to see those guys out there moving around, shaking all the stuff that they got inside their t-shirt and their shorts. And I'm looking at Daniel Jeremiah's top three offensive tackles out there. Peter Skaronski, then you have Paris Johnson and Broderick Jones. These guys are all going to probably go in the first round, hopefully, because protecting the quarterback is one of the most important things in the NFL, and especially that tackle position. When you can block on that left side and hold down his blind side, it goes a long way. And you always want to see the big guys run but even beyond running you want to see the sweet feet when they're out there doing those O-line drills and they're sliding back and forth and they're going between each and every cone and then I think the thing that always surprises you and makes you chuckle is when they're punching the bags you have the coach holding them and they punch the bag and you just see the coach get a quick whiplash and it's just like my goodness did he not think this 340 pound man was going to hit this bag as hard as he possibly can on his biggest job interview so I'm going to be watching the big guys run moving their feet and doing all of those things because they play one of the most important positions on Sunday, protecting the guy that everybody rolled up to the stadium to watch. And they help uh, make room for the guys that I want to talk about. Some guys that whoever's making the decisions at times can lose sleep over, which is, do I draft a running back Mm. in the first round? It's kind of an existential question that people usually fall on one side or the other, and it's kind of a polarizing topic. But two names in particular have a strange Steve Sarkeesian connection, as Sarkeesian was the OC at Alabama before Jameer Gibbs came in, a transfer out of Georgia Tech to Alabama. And then Sarkeesian went to Texas, and he took on working with Bijan Robinson. Mm. Unbelievable running backs. An interesting thing to look at, I always think, coming out of college, how many yards have they already put up in their years at college? Bijan Robinson uh, looking just under 3,500 yards is a whole tread on your tires conversation to be had there if you wanted to lean on that. And then... Jamir Gibbs at like right around 2,000 yards uh, rushing in college. So running back to me is such a what does your team need in the now? Because you look at first-round running backs over the last couple of years. Clyde edwards Lair, he's been pretty injured at Kansas City coming out of LSU. Josh Jacobs has done fantastic with the Raiders and should be and wants to re-sign with them. But to go from Saquon Barkley and then Rashad Penny with the Seahawks, Leonard Fournette was a first-round pick in 2017. And he just got released by the Bucks, although he was fondly known as playoff Lenny. Mm-hmm. What you do with a running back in the short time that you have them to take a risk on a guy in the first round is high, but at the same time, the reward can be really high too. So to show yeah. out on Sunday would be important for that group. It's always interesting because Bijan Robinson on Daniel Jeremiah has him at number four. Crazy. Prospect. And it's Crazy. like, is he kind of a first rounder? But the fourth ranked guy you're talking about coming out of college. I know. I love you hitting the big guys because it's cold and Indy. Mm-hmm. And when it's cold out, you need a little warmth from the big yeah. guys. There you go. The quarterbacks, the running backs, they all love the big guys. They're all about the speed, as you like. <laughs> speed. You were in speed. Uh, Peter, who do you have your eye on? You know, last night we saw a lot of these physical freaks and great young men realize their NFL dreams. Uh, tonight we're going to get a lot of great defensive backs. And Hey, Ryan Leaf knows this, and sadly the McCourty brothers probably do too. It's a quarterback's league, okay? It's a quarterback's league. And we're going to get actual quarterback drills and guys throwing and performing tomorrow. I love the fact that Anthony Richardson said, yeah, I'm going to go and I'm going to throw. I love the fact that Will Levis is going to put on a show. I really like to see C.J. Stroud. I think it's pretty cool that the quarterbacks are going to be airing it out. Now, I respect Bryce 
Young and his decision to not do this. He's going to wait for his pro day. That is his choice. But I have seen time and time again a quarterback come to the combine and wherever everyone says, ah, it doesn't matter. I just watched a game film, underwear Olympics, this and that put on a show and then see his draft stock impacted because of it. I think of Josh Allen. Josh Allen came here and he was a curiosity, a little bit like Will Levis, where it was like, okay, he's got the build and he certainly has some highlights. He unleashed a 70-yard pass and a passing drill out here. And you're like, all right, well, that shouldn't matter. It does. It does matter. And all 32 NFL GMs were in the building and all 32 NFL head coaches were in the building and they saw Josh Allen make that pass. And after he made that pass, of course, he got that first round label and eventually Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott, they make the move and they go get Josh Allen. I'm not comparing Will Levis to Josh Allen, but if Will Levis comes out here and he unleashes some of those throws or Anthony Richardson comes out and has a performance like Cam Newton did or last year when we saw, you know, some of the young quarterbacks come out and actually make a big play, it matters. People see it. I'm fascinated to see the actual competition between these quarterbacks. Last story, I remember the year where it was Baker Mayfield, Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. They're all out there. And I remember Baker Mayfield just carrying himself, walking around within the group. Jamie, you'll be here tomorrow watching the quarterbacks. You see who sort of takes on the role of Pied Piper at the Combine, which means they walk, Mm -hmm. others lead. There's leaders, there's Mm -hmm. followers, there's vocal leaders. You'll see the guy who's cheering on everybody else. You'll see the other guy who's just sitting on his phone on the side. These little things, everyone's going to dissect all the way up until the draft. I want to see who the alpha dog is, who's the Pied Piper, who's the guy who's leading the quarterbacks group tomorrow when they're out there on the field. It's a great point, Peter. I wouldn't be surprised if some of these teams hire like body language experts to watch <laughs> these guys walk around at the combine because you're right, they nitpick everything, and they should. They're going to hang their hats on a first-round mm-hmm. pick on some of these guys. Shregs, thanks for everything this week. I know you're not with us the rest of your show because you got to go prepare for the rest of your day. I will see you in Indianapolis, and we will continue to unpack the scouting combine with you next week when you return to New York City because you have to come back. You don't get to stay there. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Shregs. 2023 NFL scouting combine where Peter's been all week presented by No Bull. Uh, continues today on NFL Network and NFL Plus. 3 p.m. Eastern kicks off your defensive backs. Those guys spoke with media yesterday, which means that your Saturday group is speaking today. You may hear from a couple quarterbacks, we're hoping, by the end of Good Morning Football today. We will see. And then on Sunday, a couple of guys that Jason and I just talked about, offensive linemen and running backs, will round out your scouting combine week. Coming up on the show today, though, what are the Bucks going to do without Brady? How do the Falcons build around their young stars? Is uh, Ritter the choice there at quarterback in Atlanta? We're going to break down the state of the NFC South later on. But it's not only the NFC South that is trying to figure out the quarterback position. Mm -hmm. It is a quarterback frenzy around the league. And special for us, we have Ryan Leaf here who will take us through some of the more concerning quarterback situations around the league next. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.